Welcome to Teed Up with Coach G. Today we'll be doing our tight or not tight NBA offseason review. I'm joined again by Big Drew, reoccurring guest on the pod, and we'll be going not team by team, but just kind of looking at what happened around the league over the last two weeks or week and a half, and breaking down what we liked and didn't like. So I hope you enjoy it, and here we go. All right, we are joined now by Big Drew. What? Welcome back to the pod, Big Drew. What up, what up? How are you? I'm good, man. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, we had zero traditional food. We ate outside. It was super COVID safe, um, and it was a great time. You're vegan now, right? So what did you, what did you eat? I had some lentils and some squash oh. and some cranberry stuffing, or not stuffing, cranberry, whatever the hell it's called, Sauce. and <laughs> some salad. It was not that tight. No, it sounds awful. Whenever you lead, and I like lentils, but when you lead with lentils, that's trash. Um, well, you know, win, some, win some, you lose some, dog. Yeah, true. Over the course of the last week or 10 days i guess last time we did this i don't even remember what day of the week it was but it was like 10 days ago there's been a bunch of nba moves so i i made a little list i thought we'd go through and just talk about which teams we thought made good good offseason moves and which one didn't sound good to you tight or not tight 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 or not tight all right i'll lead us off i'm just like no other yeah just jumping in and actually drew we're gonna have to the season starts in like preseasons in two weeks so we might have to like we're going to be rolling here. Yeah. Listeners, you get to hear these two jabronis once a week, hopefully. <laughs> that's that's the plan. We can, uh, this will be wrapping up the offseason. Pretty soon we got to start previewing the season. I guess that's the same thing. Well, we'll see. Let's jump in. I'm, I'm rambling. Nice job. Nice job. All right, tight. Uh, Atlanta Hawks. You probably read about this in every NBA pundits thing, but I like what the Hawks did. They brought in Gallinari, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Chris, I actually like, even though we took a huge dump on Trey Young last week, uh, I thought Chris Dunn and Rondo are kind of like the perfect compliments to him. Chris Dunn being all defense, Rondo being like the vet who could play on the ball. He just played kind of off the ball, off LeBron. I feel like Rondo's going to bring what they need. Okongwu from the draft. I like what Atlanta did. What do you think? I sort of like it. Um, this could also be a disaster. Uh, Gallinari, insane injury history. True. Rondo is literally poo in the regular season and also sort of a nightmare if he doesn't like the coach. That's so yes. question mark there. Yeah, true. Um, you know, and Bogdanovich was like a nice piece on Sacramento who was also poo, so who knows how good he actually is. So I, I think this has the potential to go... Uh, in a pretty negative way, and then you just see Trey Young jacking again and him putting up big sort of inflated stats, but them not having a good win-loss um, record. So I'm going to say they made moves that made sense on paper, but I think it's just like not going to go that well this year, unfortunately, for them. No well, playoffs. Me saying, which I yeah, think is the goal. I think they're, yeah, they're, apparently they have a mandate from up top to make the playoffs this year. Um and, and for me, it's kind of like I like their moves to put them in a position to make the playoffs. Uh, it is like kind of sink or swim for Trey Young now. It's not like he's surrounded by all-stars, but like in the East, if he can't make the playoffs with this roster, 
That's bad, right? Like, well, so that is bad. But last year they were twenty and forty-seven. Jesus. So is Gallinari and Bogdanovich? Is that worth? What, like, what are they going to need? A twenty-game swing? Um, I mean, I, I don't. I just. I don't see them making the playoffs next year. They'd have to leap a lot of teams. Um, you know, the top like six or seven in the in the East, I think, are pretty locked in. Um, so, like, I get why they made the moves. I'm not quite sure what else they could have done. I just don't think it's going to get them over the hump. It'll be interesting. I look forward to doing our over unders. But I mean, Trey Young, John Collins, Capella still there. Now you're adding Gallinari, Bogdanovich, and then they have like a million lotter picks. Come, you know, they got Hoiter comes back and DeAndre Hunter, Cam Red. I don't know if Cam Reddish is good, but come they, on, dog. Come on, dog. They've got come guys. On. Come on, know. dog. I like what they did. You, you're getting crazy. You're getting crazy. They're girl. gonna they're gonna like break the record for most threes taken in a season. All they have is three point shooting. But yeah, and Trey Young will take like seventy percent of them, yeah. and I'll hate watching them. It, for me, it's like sink or swim time for Trey Young though, because if they don't, make, I, I think if they don't make the playoffs, and it's like, all right, is this guy actually good or is he just a big stack guy? Yeah, but that's not even how the NBA works. If you're like the star and you put up numbers, even if they're sort of hollow, people sort of cover for you and. You know, he'll make excuses. He'll ask for a trade or no, something. He'll well, demand stuff. Well, yeah. That's how the NBA works, dog. Well, you just said it. They won 20 games last year, and he's still, like, on Bleacher Report every other day besides LeBron. He's, like, the most talked-about yeah. athlete on, you know, on, like, all these online periodicals. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of over him. We'll That's see. my dog, so excuse my dog barking. Yeah, it's Protecting okay. the house. Yeah, I like that. I like to hear that. Uh, all right. Other tight moves, uh, three-point shooters. Joe Harris and Bertans get a combined $155 million, and I think all they could do is shoot threes. Is this tight? I mean, it's tight for them. <laughs> um, I mean, it's no surprise. It's, like, so clearly the way the NBA is going. Um, you know, and I think when anything zigs so hard, it eventually zags back a little bit. And I think the Daryl Morris and those guys will start to look to how do you exploit sort of everybody jacking threes. So I, I think it'll sort of come back a little bit. But, um, yeah, good for them. And obviously shooting is at such a premium. And as everybody says, it's a make-or-miss league. So uh, good for them. And too bad I'm 5'11 and, you know, used to be 200 pounds because if I was taller, they could have the jumper. Well, how soon is too soon to get my two-year-old son a shooting coach? Like, I'm uh, like, I now, think now... I think now's the appropriate time. As I'm a, also available. As, well, as a coach, like... You see it in today's like youth game, like guys like the the concept of, like when you and I played the concept of a fast break, you're like trying to get a layup. That's like almost out the door. Not in my practice, but like you know, you watch AAU games or like whatever, like the corner three is like what kids are shooting now on like a fast break. And so you're like and I, just I hate it. Say I was ahead of the time on this. <laughs> in two thousand four I was a starting point guard and I was two hundred and forty five pounds. So I was pulling up for three only because I would have 100% gotten caught before I got to the rim for the layup. So I was like by accident ahead of the time on this one. What did your coach say? He hated it. He yeah. hated it. I, I'm immediately yanking a kid if he pulls up for three in transition. Oh, but, but when that thing went down and I started to trot back and do like the Antoine Walker shimmy shake, it was a thing of beauty. Yeah. It's, you're either, yeah, you're staying, if you hit it, you stay on. But if it's a shot of you miss, you're coming off. And I tell my kids that in practice. Um, anyway, I'm like just excited for the shooting and guys like Christian Wood got paid. Jamari Grant got 60 million all, all because they're like tall and can shoot. I just, Owen, I'm hoping Owen's like six, seven. Yeah, and I'm just can those two shoot. even shoot? It's like the idea that they can shoot in the corner. 
right? Yeah. It's yeah. like those two aren't even like incredible shooters, but the idea that they can be three and D guys and that they're long and can maybe hit the corner three. Yeah, if you're a rim runner, it's like, hey, you're six ten and you shoot thirty five percent from three. Here's sixty million dollars. That's yeah, NBA. That's pretty crazy. Probably my favorite off season, I think, was the Lakers. Definitely tight. Uh, Montrez Harrell like shocked the world, including myself, for signing for only two years, nineteen million to go to the Lakers. But then they add Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Gasol, and they basically they lost Danny Green, who sucked in the playoffs, and Rondo, who was awesome for them. But I think Harrell's a beast, and I think Schroeder's a beast. I don't know what they're going to do defensively, but offensively they're going to be unstoppable. So I'm. I was excited for them. They're like clearly the front runners. Totally agree. They're better. Schroeder's the German Rondo and younger and probably better. Now it's, let's see if he can be clutching the playoffs like Rondo was. Um, Marcus All is such a heady defensive player, so smart. You know, Dude, he don't have like... his moments. He'll also have a lot of DNPs, but I think he'll be valuable when it matters. Yes. And I think Harold will be great for the regular season to sort of take some of the wear and tear off the other guys. Um, and if he's not like your big and he's like, not like he doesn't have to stop the other best because they have Anthony Davis, I think he can be a great asset. I would a hundred percent say great off season and that they're probably the front runners. Unfortunately, go Celtics. I feel like LeBron could take the first 30 games off and Anthony Davis, Harold Schroeder is like good enough to keep him in like the four seat of the West. Totally. And then he definitely will coast. Um, he sort of mastered the coast, uh, and I agree. I think him, like Schroeder, you know, he'll put up numbers early in the season. They'll they'll be good, and they'll challenge for a top four seed. And then come playoff time, they'll be peaking at the right time, and they're going to be a problem. And they the Lakers didn't give up anything. That's the craziest thing. It's like I Danny know. Green was like, I would take Schroeder over Danny Green any day of the week. Oh, and Danny Green was horrible in the playoffs. Hor- horrible. I still like him as a player, but he was terrible. I th- actually, well, he's been good in big moments in the playoffs for the Spurs and the Raptors, and that's like sort of why you have him. And then he just absolutely took a giant dump in the playoffs. So see you later. Well, we'll talk about him later because he's on. He went to a team that I also liked their offseason. But and then Harold's a beast. I I almost yeah. fell out of my seat when I saw Montrezl Harrell sign for nineteen million. I thought for sure because he can't shoot. Dog goes back to your I last. No, but like. I thought like a team like Charlotte or something was going to be like sixty mil or something. I don't know. I well, was they, they find a, a, a different stupid ass contract. Yeah, they're they're on my not tight list for sure. We'll get to them soon too. Uh, Mavs. This one is minor. I just like that they brought in a bunch of perimeter defenders. They got J- Josh Richardson, Tyler Bay was really good last year in college. James Johnson will fit in nice next to Brazingas if he ever plays again. Is this like too niche? Should we not even talk about the Mavs? They just made like a bunch of smart moves. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it, it's about their star. It's about Luca, and they're trying to surround him with some, with some dogs and sort of cater to him. And it, it sort of says they're not sure they're ready to win the title. You know, they're they're gonna sort of take a baby step next year, and then maybe they go all in the next year. So yeah, nice cute little off season, but it's all about Luca. Dude, they're um, the dark horse Giannis team. I, I think, know. That's what people say. They, I do have to say, I do like Josh Green, who they drafted. I mean, I watched like four college basketball games last year. Um, but when he was on Arizona, like they were talking about the other prospects, like they were better than him. And then I was like, well, he's clearly sort of like the most important player out there. He's the best player. So you liked um, him liked last that. podcast. You were on him from the draft yeah. uh, or draft recap. Yeah. They, people really like that dog. move. 
And Josh Richardson, who I thought was like out of place in Philly, I do think he's good at basketball and will fit in better next to Luca. Totally. I do love Luca and Giannis. I mean, they win the next. When I I forget what podcast I was listening to, but that came up, and I was like, oh my god, that would be that'd be so sick. Yeah, I mean, I hope Giannis doesn't leave the Bucks. It's not good for, for no. hoops, but yeah, that would be silly. True. Uh, all right. Another tight offseason. I actually, we were just talking about Harrell leaving. I like the Clippers offseason. Uh, they brought in Serge Ibaka, who I think is still really good and like can play with Giannis. I mean, not Giannis, Kawhi and Paul George. Luke Kennard off the bench to like jack threes and kind of like carry their second unit. Marcus Morris got a ridiculous contract, but he could play. And they just, yesterday they added Nick Batum off waivers or whatever. As a, yeah, but he's, he's, he hasn't been good in about five years. But I mean, I he's, he's not good, but I feel like as a guy, like, can he be in an eight man rotation of a playoff rotation? I feel like he we'll can. We'll see. I haven't seen, I mean, he's been on a horrible team and not yeah. really doing it <laughs> this the last is, couple of years. So we'll, I, we'll see. I have like, I, that is like the random Nick games that I get to see on league pass when I don't have practice or a game. It's like usually against a team like the Hornets or like the Pacers or some awful Eastern conference team. And he's like just out there running around and you're like, this guy makes 27 million a year. But So crazy. But I think, like, if he's your eighth man, I think it's pretty good. Uh, did you like Serge Ibaka? I feel like Ibaka's an upgrade over Harrell. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ibaka sort of had an up-and-down career. He was kind of sort of down for a couple of years, certainly in Orlando in the last couple of years in uh, Oklahoma, but been great the last couple of years, great compliment to these guys. I mean, it, listen, sure, cute offseason. It's going to come down to Kawhi and Paul George, and is it going to be, you know, shitty Paul George or good Paul George and what's that going to look like? Um, and are they going to sort of try and get a better point guard at some point? Cause I'm not sure Pat Beverly is the answer if they're actually trying to win the title. So um, sure. I like the signings, but I don't, I don't, a, I don't think they're done and, and B it just, it, it comes down to what sort of Paul George you get next year. Yeah. Baca shot 39% from three last year. He quietly had a really good season. 15 points, yeah. 39 from He's three. Tight. I was hoping to get him. Almost a, Almost a block a game. He's tight, man. I like Serge Ibaka a lot. Uh, I agree about the point guard thing. It was rumored that they were going to upgrade over... Uh, they were rumored for Rondo. Everyone thought Rondo was going to go to the Clippers. But, you know, that's the weird thing about the offseason this year. Everyone's like, it's going to be so crazy. But there's, like, almost no time to make moves. Like, oh, Paul George, my, everyone's available. Like, the Clippers didn't really do a lot. I mean, they did get rid of... Uh, Rivers and they got a new coach and everything, but I like Ibaka. I like the moves they made. The Mar- the Marcus Morris contract is crazy. You saw it was like four years, sixty four million. That's yeah. Crazy. I don't I don't like the Morris twins, but apparently people do. Yeah, that's that's insane. Uh, I he was good for the Knicks last year. He shoots every time he touches it, but he he, he was getting buckets. Oh yeah. Uh, this one I th- almost positive you're gonna hate. Uh, I liked what the Pelicans did. Uh. Not even talking about the Drew Holiday trade where they got like a million first round picks. I just love Steven Adams. Am I crazy to think that like Steven Adams going to the Pelicans is good for the franchise? They also extended him. Um, I mean, he's the man. Um, sure. I mean, they're going to be big. <laughs> I, I don't really know how that, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how they score like 120 points a game, which you sort of have to in this league to to be competitive. I mean, I, I am not a fan of Lonzo Ball. I'm not a fan of Eric Bledsoe. I'm not a fan of Josh Hart. 
Yeah, um, I agree with so unless unless Brandon Ingram makes some insane leap, I just don't know where that offense is coming from. Well, you gotta um, you gotta hope Zion is healthy this year. It kind of right. all comes down to Zion. But if Zion is healthy, Ingram balled last year. And yeah, I like the the mesh of like, well, can Zion and Stephen Adams even play together? But like, no one's getting anything on the rim on that team. Which I know. That's not how you get wins in the league. It's like, oh, our interior defense, they're going to win 50 games. But, like, I feel like that team is so young. And, like, Steven Adams isn't, a, you know, I don't. he's only, like, 30. But, like. No, he's 27. He's only 27. I, yeah, I just. 27. He, I've just heard he's, like, the best teammate in the world. All-around good guy. Like, he is super good. And I just thought he's a good player. Like, I'm surprised more teams didn't want. I guess he doesn't. He doesn't shoot threes, so it's like, oh, what are you going to do with him? And he makes a lot of money this year, but I don't know. I think he's one of the no. It's it's that it's that sort of like I was talking about the zig versus zag. While everybody's getting smaller and shooting, who knows? Maybe we'll just go down and bully people and actually be able to win some games. Um, I don't think so, but maybe. Yeah, um, we'll we'll see. They, it, I don't. To your point, I don't think it will result in a lot of wins. But if I'm a Pelican fan, I'm like, all right, they brought in like an alpha adult to kind of run the locker room and Adams. They re-signed Ingram, which they needed to do, and they added, like, three first-round picks. Yeah, no, I mean, if you're, like, the Celtics and you're, like, Jalen Brown who plays the four, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to be banging bodies with Zion and, you know, Stephen yeah, Adams yeah, all night. Like, that's, just... not, that's not tight for most of the fours in the league. Yeah, sure. I like watching teams go big when everyone else is going yeah. small. It doesn't usually result. I mean, in the playoffs, you saw it with, like, the Nuggets with Jokic, like, and... People can handle Anthony Davis, so like they're going to be able yeah. to handle Anthony, like in theory with size. I mean, it, Davis will still kill him, but this is my dark horse, dark horse James Harden team, which that's not going to happen by the start oh, of the wow. season. But in like six months from now, it's the deadline or next off season, and like they're getting rid of Harden. Like Pelicans have a million picks, they've had a, a million young pieces. Like that's the team. I think the heart, the Rockets would want to trade him too. Be like, all right, give us all your assets. Now the question is, is how to? I guess you'd either have to move Ingram. Is that good for um, Zion's development to have a, a high box on the team? It's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I I need to see Zion play a little bit more, but like, yeah, they could, they might be able to make that trade without giving up Ingram. I mean, I, is that yeah. good? Is that good for your team? I don't know, but like Harden, yeah. they could just empty the the chest and be left with Harden. Ingram and Zion, and that's yeah. certainly interesting. I don't know. I like it. I'm I'm keeping my eyes on the Pelicans. I wish knock on wood Zion stays healthy. Yeah, that's what they need. That's yeah. what the league needs. Yeah, that's what the league it's needs. What I need. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, good point. Uh, all right, moving on. Another tight off season. Uh, I put the Knicks because the bar uh, is so uh, low. They didn't do anything bad. They didn't sign any. They didn't sign Hayward to 120 million. They didn't overpay Van Fleet. They didn't give up <laughs> assets for Westbrook. They just didn't do anything. And given over the last five years, that's a net win, right? And I guess the bar is pretty low for your for your Knickerbockers. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, that, I, I was like, oh, right. I was like feeling good, like mid last week. I'm like, oh, the Knicks didn't. Give up any future assets. Austin Rivers, he's going to be sort of mediocre. Oh, yeah. This team, game. I think, is a. Uh, I don't know if they're a lock. Maybe, a, yeah, I'm going to say a lock to be the worst team in the league next year. Wow. I mean, maybe the Cavs. Maybe. 
They're gonna, um, they, I think I might rather have the Cavs roster. I'm sorry to say that. You said that last podcast. Let's see what Toppin looks like. If Toppin comes out and looks lost and is like not good, and RJ doesn't make strides, then I don't disagree with you. But I'm under the mindset. I still like RJ Barrett. And what I do like is they didn't bring in too many gunners. Where like the offense, for better or worse, is really going to run through. I mean, Randall's going to get his. But it's going to be Randall and RJ Barrett. And I wish they could trade Randall tomorrow and I'd be happy. But they didn't bring in a ton of guys that are going to kind of hopefully limit the minutes or the shot attempts yeah. for all these young, which is what I hated most about last year's team. Marcus Morris shooting every other time down the court or Bobby Portis coming off the bench and like jacking transition threes. I'm like, yeah. ugh, go away. Yeah, it was almost like, like a D-League team where they were all like, you know, trying to show off and show that they're yeah. talented to get traded. It was it was pretty ugly. The idea of doing like one year deals that were maintain flexibility is great, at least for the Knicks who like make horrible moves every year. But then all those guys are like, all right, I'm on a one year deal. I, I got to get mine so I get a contract exactly. next year. And it's like, yeah, no, it was a mess. It was, it was a mess. bad. And that shouldn't happen this year, but this team probably is going to win 20 games. So, oh, Jesus listen, man, we've been friends 16 years now. Um, and it's been an absolute shit show for the Knicks the whole time. So whole time. if you want, we will have you as a Boston Celtics fan if you want to make that switch. No, I'm out. I hate Boston sports, mostly because of you. So, out. Hey, man, I root for you too, buddy. Anyone could root for a winner, Andrew. Anyone. My little boy <laughs> could root for the Warriors, was, and it's what I was born into this, dog. I never jumped on a single bandwagon. It takes I a man to root for a team like the Knicks. It takes a real man to root for the Knicks. That's my that's my new... I thought of that the other day, and I'm like, I'm just going to start saying that to everyone. What do you mean, dude? They were tight in the 90s when you were a kid. It was easy for was me. It? You know, I was I had Dino Raja, the, the bro, horrible late Bro, you had Tuan. When I met you, you were like... Antoine Walker was like a god to you. Like, Tuan was, was you. So... And he still is. I got the Antoine Walker bobblehead on the mantle. He he's a legend. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you guys, you act like the Celtics. Were, the Celtics were bad for a stretch. They were super bad in the '90s, like super bad. But then they jetted, jettisoned out of that with Paul Pierce and Tuan, and like really never looked back. So cry me a river. Well, uh, I'm staying with the Knicks. Down, I'll tell you right now. This, I was like fine with one more year of tanking. Like Cade Cunningham at Oklahoma. City, or is that where is he? Not Oklahoma. He's at OK State. OK State. Six. Like this draft is loaded. So I'm like excited oh, no. that the Knicks are going to oh, be bad. No. You're already looking forward to the next year draft. I've been on oh, Tankathon no. every day for the last week. Which we got to like, have intervention. Now. I know, dude. But this is it. If they're bad this year and they don't get a top three pick and they don't hit a slant, like I don't care who they sign next year. Just give me anyone to get us back to like 40 wins because I can't. It's an open invitation. Come be a Celtics fan. No. Um, this one, just think about it. All right, too much, too much Knicks talk. Honestly, too much, too many tight off seasons. My last one, which isn't very exciting. I'm actually excited to see what the Sixers are going to do with. I thought Seth Curry and Danny Green were good additions. I feel like they finally are making. All right, so like on paper, Seth Curry and Danny Green are not as good as Josh Richardson and Al Horford, but they fit so much better. That I think it's a net win, and I'm like, and now they got Rivers, who I take or leave Doc Rivers as a coach, but now they have like complementary players. Whether you look at their lineup and you're like, oh, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, and Bead, that makes sense. Like basketball wise, that makes sense. Um, totally. I I think it's all about fit. Those are good fit. I mean, also let's 
see what Danny Green shows up. We need yeah. decent Danny Green and not horrible Danny Green. If it's horrible Danny Green at fifteen million dollars a year on you know on the salary cap, that's a nightmare. Um, now, not tight is Dwight Howard. Um, yeah, I hated that move. I didn't even bring that up. The idea of Dwight Howard and Embiid on the same team, Jesus, that could be a literally a personality freaking apocalypse. Yeah. Um, I don't really get that. Um, but I'm expecting a big year from our boy Benny Simmons, so that's cool. I love Ben Simmons. My, I know they'll trade Embiid or they'll trade Simmons for Harden. But honestly, you know, people... <clears throat> excuse me Knicks fans talk about Kentucky players book we talked last podcast about Cat and all those guys I'm like my dream would be the Knicks to get Ben Simmons and just like surround him with shooters and whatever <laughs> that's my that would be make me so happy but that would never happen <laughs> is that yeah, delusional you're crazy you're crazy I think he's tight he gets dumped on a lot for not being able to shoot which is fair but Every other aspect of his game is tight. Literally every oh, other he's thing. A beast. I mean, if, if he just punishes people in the in the post, he punishes people on the fast break. He's great. I'm expecting. And he's a, a menace on defense, dude. No one's yeah. his defense no, is fantastic. Beast. He's a beast, dude. I'm like, Embiid is awesome too, but Embiid is big and he'll break down sooner, and he's always out of shape. Like, I would trade him. Yeah, no, we need heartbeat. to we need to see a big year from the from both of them. Really, I, it's been like. They've been the future, you know, after the process, which took a long time. They've been the future for such a long time. But sort of, I mean, it's, you talked about Trey Young being sort of shit or get off the pot time. For this team, it's like almost like two years, you know, after shit or get off the pot, and they're still on the pot. So it's like this is the year they're either they are what they are or time to start shipping people out um, 100%. And, uh, I'm excited to see Dwight Howard and Joel go at it in practice. That'll be fun. That would be cool. I mean, they do have a new GM and Daryl uh, Morley. Morley? Morley? Daryl Morey? Morey. Morey. And I I do think they're like, this is it. I agree with you. Like, they're going to, this year is like, can this work? And if it doesn't work, I'm almost willing to guarantee the next year they're going to make a trade. Like, if they don't make it to at least the Eastern Conference Finals, I think I'm willing to guarantee that one of those two guys gets traded. Yeah. Probably for Harden if he hasn't been traded yet. Uh, okay. That was. My tight list, not tight. We'll lead with your Celtics, Big Drew. I didn't. Uh, listen, I think Tristan Thompson can still play. He's definitely an upgrade over Cantor, who you basically can't play in the playoffs. And Jeff Teague is okay. We talked about your dra- Aaron Nesmith from last from last podcast. He seems like he'll be good. But just the way the Hayward thing went down. All these reports how they wanted Miles Turner and Warren or Oladipo, and that was like a big hang-up, and they kept dragging on, and then finally Charlotte upped the contract and just got him outright. This is back-to-back off-seasons where they lost Kyrie and lost Gordon Hayward and have nothing to show for it. And it's just well, like... We did, get the, we did eventually yeah. make it a sign-and-trade, so we have the trade exception. So what so. are you going to... What is... So I've, I've been reading that the last two days. The largest trade exception in league history. Like, it... What are they going to do with that? Like, I don't, I don't, they've officially exhausted all their assets. Not all, you know, like the Kings oh, pick, whoa, the Grizzlies pick. a lot pick. of young guys. Who? I, 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 we're not going to go get Harden with that, but could you get a guy 
I mean, he's not going to be available because he just signed, but like a guy like a Gallinari midseason who could help you and sort of add a veteran presence, I think absolutely, which is what I think we'll end up doing. So it'll be like a first-round um, pick for like a guy who makes $20 million a year and you'll just add him to your roster. We'll be yeah. that's, that's what it will be. Exactly, which is okay. I think, listen, I think Jeff Teague um, is going to be the perfect backup point guard and sort of uh, little insurance. He's a, he's an uh, upgrade over Wanamaker, and I, I don't even yeah, need to like... Yeah, huge. And like, yeah. listen, he's been down the last couple of years, but he's also been on bad teams, and I think he'll be motivated and put in a new situation. I think he'll be good. I think Tristan is exactly what we need for he's like a, a playoff dogfight. That was a good move. I like Tristan. I mean, um, that was a legitimately good move. I like Tristan Thompson. I thought that was great. And I him. think basically we're not done. I think the sign and trade with the trade exception is means we're not done. Um, so it's sort of like... To me, it's sort of still a TBD, um, and I think we're still going to be really, really good. I mean, honestly, the thing I'm most worried about is Kemba. Kemba did not look good in the playoffs. It sounds like there's nothing really different with his knee, um, and he's a six, six, you know, foot point guard, which isn't sort of what you need to actually get it done in the playoffs. So well, that's what I'm worried about. But the rest of the squad and the roster, I'm feeling good about. Gordon Hayward was a disaster too for us. Like it was just like it was almost like he was like a bad luck charm. It's just like the fact that he's out the door is almost like a sigh of relief. Um, and the fact that we still have the trade exception, and you know maybe my boy Taco Fall will get dirty this year. Who knows? I mean Taco Fall won't do anything, but I mean Lowry, Kyle Lowry's six foot and he balled last year. I know Lowry for years will like get dumped on in the playoffs, but he was awesome. Well, and for he's them. also like thick. And he Fit. uses his body, and he yeah. uses that that big old donkey booty. Whereas Kemba is so sort of like frail. Yeah. I mean, and he's obviously not frail; he's a professional athlete. But the, I'm what is he? 180 pounds. I just feel like when it's playoff time and it's like knit and grit, it's like he has one move. He goes right to left of the crossover, step back, and it's like people are just waiting for that. He, he didn't make like, that. He goes through the hoop. He can't give you any sort of like nudge. You know, like Kyle Lowry can give you that nudge and get you off your spot. Kemba just can't do that. Who? What? Oh, who was it against? He did have that sick ass pass as time was expiring in the playoffs last year. Where he did that jump bounce pass through the lane to Thice. Talking about Kemba. Yeah. Who yeah, there was one of those. I think it was against the Raptors, and then they hit that corner three. Uh, I mean, he also had some horrific shots, yeah. some horrific misses. Like, um, as a Celtics fan, aren't you a little frustrated that Kyrie and Hayward, who are, like, both respective, like, top 30 guys, they haven't gotten any... I'm like, Danny Green again being... Or not Danny Green, but Ainge being greedy again. Like, I texted you last um, week. I'm like, how do you feel about Miles Turner? And you were like, give him to me now. You were, like, excited. Yeah, I actually... I mean, listen, I would have been happy to have Miles Turner. I, You know, I think he, because Sabonis got so good, he sort of fell to the wayside. But I think in our system, he could have been great. Um, I, I was, I hated Kyrie, so I wanted Kyrie to leave. I, you know, I didn't want to trade for him for Isaiah Thomas, which I know is not like the smart move. Um, and I do think there is a level of like, you know, Ainge is so cutthroat that it goes both ways now. And I, you know, I think what's fun about sports is loyalty and sort of some consistency with your team and rooting for your guys, which. Um, I think we're going to have with Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think we have an opportunity to invest in these guys, show them that they're the next generation, you know, Paul Pierce. Um, so I think we can change some of that narrative. I hated Kyrie and Gordon Hayward's been a disaster. So I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, Hayward definitely needed a change of scenery. I'm actually, everyone like, listen, Hayward 
is overpaid and like that's a bad contract. But I I actually think he's going to be good this year. He won't be thirty million a year good, but how is he supposed to succeed in that situation? He he wasn't terrible last year. He averaged like seventeen and five or something. But he, he missed all that time with the injury. Then Tatum blows up and J- it becomes Tatum and Jalen Brown's team. Then they bring in Kemba Walker and Hayward's supposed to walk back in and like. No, listen, I totally get. It. I'm not like mad at him for leaving, and I totally get it. You can't go from being an All Star in Utah to, you know, three years later, all of a sudden you're the fourth option. Like I totally get it. Um, but he's a 30 year old coming off, you know, basically three years straight of injury, injury, injury. Um, he hasn't really been even close to an All Star in three years. They gave him a all-star level contract. No, the, the contract is bad. Like I, I will never defend 120 million four years for Hayward. That's a bad contract. I agree with that. But I am. I mean, the Knicks were in on this, and you and I were texting about it. I was like talking myself into it. I'm glad I didn't want him at that price. But I'm like, if they could get Hayward for like 20 million a year for like a two-year deal, maybe three, like he's an unselfish player. I'm like, change of scenery. Yeah, he could be really good again. If he's your star, you're winning twenty twenty five games. Like you, you might win just enough games to not have a great draft pick and not sniff the playoffs. That sort of like middle heinous purgatory. Um, so no, totally. If yeah. he's your best player, it's not good enough. I just think you need to start somewhere. And I don't. I wouldn't have done what the Hornets did. I just. I wouldn't have. But I don't know. I'm excited as an NBA fan. I'm actually like looking forward to see what happens there because I think he's going to have a big resurgence. Um, their roster is so poo. It's well, he's funny. that the Hornets were on everyone's hate list, but I'm like, they're going to be bad. They won't make the playoffs, but they'll be better than the Knicks, and we'll see what Lonzo Ball could do or uh, Lamelo. I don't know. I, hey, watch out! Watch out for Graham Riller. What yeah, Graham Riller coming up. There. I will like. I will actually watch. Oh, some Hornets games this year. I'm not going to watch them. You know, getting league pass, you just watch. I just watch a little bit of all these games, and they're on my radar probably for like two weeks, and then I'll actually see like I hate watching Lamelo Ball play, and I'll stop watching them. But we'll how see. old do you think Bismack Biombo is? Uh, you drafted. Well, how old is he on paper, or how old is he really? Because he's like <laughs> on paper, I'll guess twenty nine. 28. I would have guessed he was like 34. I feel like he's been around forever. No, he probably but, is 34, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. He, all these guys, I mean, you said Stephen Adams is 20. You, you got to, I have to remind myself, all these guys come in like, I know I always bring him back to Nick. People are like, Kevin Knox, or Knox is done. I'm like, dude, he's like 21. Can we like let him become an adult a little bit? Like, like Lonzo Ball is only 22. You know, yeah, it dude. Feels like he's been in the league. Yeah, you were dumping on Lonzo earlier. I would be happy if the Knicks brought in Lonzo. Uh, he like he's I don't know and we'll see what happens I just thought with the Celtics they should Ainge has to stop being so greedy with everything and now they got nothing for I mean they got this trade exception and you might you'll probably be right we'll see what they do but as it stands right now I was unimpressed as much as I like the Tristan Thompson move who I thought was a great pickup so Tristan T great Tatum for uh, MVP let's go all right moving on uh, the Pistons, the rest of these teams aren't very fun. The Pistons are idiots. They gave Mason Plumley three years, $25 million. I didn't get that at all. And Jamari, I should just, I almost made, I put Grant with the Pistons because he signed with him, but he should be his own category. Or maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious what you think about this. The Nuggets offered him the same amount of money, but he left to go to Detroit so he could like be the guy. Or he's like wanted yeah. a bigger role. He's young. 
Do you get that? Like, I'm too competitive. Don't you want to just play for the Nuggets? Totally insane. I think that I think that shows that maybe the Nuggets are better off that he walked. Yeah. um, Because that's so delusional. Um, He has showed like sort of he has shown that he could be a great fourth or fifth option. You know, hit a couple shots, bang on somebody, play good defense. But he has not. He hasn't even shown flashes of being like the guy. He's so, like a step up from uh, a role a player, right? Move. They're gonna be, they're gonna be pretty heinous. They're gonna um, compete with the Knicks and the Cavs for the worst record. It's gonna be the Pistons, the Cavs, and the Knicks are gonna all win less than twenty-five games, easy. Yeah, we'll see how many games they actually no, play. It's in, in, that was a insanely bizarre um, signing. Yeah, um, and Mason Plumlee stinks too. Yeah, both of those. It's it's very bizarre. Jamari Grant is like. Again, he's like a there's a role like he's not a role player. He's better than that. Like he could be a starter on a playoff. A good I mean he did it last year. They went to the Western Conference Finals and he was like their fourth best player maybe, third best player. Yeah, he's a great fourth best player. If he's your fourth best player, you're in great shape. If he's your best player, you're the New York Knicks. I would <laughs> I'd say outside of the Montrez Harrell contract, which I'm still stunned by, when I read that the Nuggets offered him the same amount of money, and he turned it down to go to the Pistons to be the guy. I like like wanted to throw my phone through the door. I was like, "Are you insane? Like, you're in yeah, the West? Like, they're like the best young team in the league. Like, the Lakers are the best team in the league right now and got better. But like, the Nuggets are right there, and they're all like 25 and younger. He's 26. And I think like, like no. And the thing with him is like he shot 39 percent from three point land and 48 percent field goals. It's much easier to do that when you're the fourth option. And everybody's focused on the other guys who are getting these wide open looks. I think he's in for uh, somewhat of a rude awakening this year. Um, and I'll bet you about 10, 15 games into the season, he's going to say, oh shit, what have I done? Yeah. Um, so well, we'll see. I'll be curious to see what his numbers are like. Not tight. It, yeah, not tight. His efficiency will go down for sure, but he'll probably get buckets because they're so bad. Uh, and then lastly, well, not lastly, I got two more. Not tight, the Bucks. We talked in our last podcast how. We were both we both liked the Drew Holiday trade. So this is kind of separate from the Drew Holiday trade, but as soon as the Bogdanovich deal fell apart, which is like a train wreck, I just hate Bobby Portis. This is basically me. I hate watching Bobby Portis play basketball. Like I hate yeah. watching Bobby Portis play basketball. He is selfish. He has horrible shot selection. He thinks he's better than he is. He's like an irrational confidence guy, but like in a bad way. He will shoot you out of games, and every like ten games, he'll go for thirty, and you'll be like, "Oh crap, this guy's like six eleven, and like, and then he'll go three for twelve every other game, and just like kill every. He comes in, and it's immediate run for the other team, and an immediate timeout. Like that's what he does. And he was there. They brought in him and DJ Augustine. That was like their free agent. Yeah, but like, I mean, for me, those are such like secondary moves, like. If Bobby stinks, whatever. If it's three point something million dollars, like whatever. Um, I still love the Drew Holiday trade. No, I, I that, know everybody it, else is down on them. No, I we both agreed on that last podcast. Like, yeah. So overall, like I'm still high on them. Um, but yeah, in the last two, we, I I just think like I don't think they're saying like, hey, we're tight now because we have a 33 year old DJ Augustine. I think these are like insurance policies, secondary moves, flyers. So to me, it's not like that big of a swing or that big of a deal. So um, I still think the tightness of Drew Holiday outweighs the not tightness of 
uh, an old short DJ Augustine. It's only an eight. Yeah, I mean, it is only two years, eight million, and they still have their core intact of Middleton, and and we love the holiday trade. I just that was and like, Giannis is going to continue to get better. Like he's still getting better. Like I think they're going to be really, really good again next year. Um, I think they're going to the finals. They're my East, yeah. Eastern Conference Finals team. Um, I think they're due. I think the Celtics maybe take a step back. We know the Raptors are going to take a step back. I think it's going to be Philly and Milwaukee. What? Oh, I we disagree with you on the Celtics, baby. We didn't talk about Miami at all. They didn't. They just brought in. They didn't really do a lot. Do we? Are you worried about them as a Celtics fan? Uh, not really. That's not who I'm shaking in my boots about. Um, I think sort of everything broke perfectly for them last year. Um, I could argue it's good that Crowder left, and also argue that they're going to miss him, which is sort of exactly the type of player he is. You know. Yeah. Um. I like that they brought Goron. Yeah, I like. Rogic. Yeah, I think he's tight. Like, I'm glad uh, they brought I him. Mean, he was he was killing the Celtics more than Jimmy. Yeah, and when, um, when he got hurt in Game One, I was like, oh, that's a series. I was like, they can't win without him. And it'll be interesting to see if Avery Bradley has anything left. Like, he's only 29. Like, he's another one of those guys you would have guessed he's like 35 because he's been around for freaking 12 years or whatever. My, my buddy out here, Julian, who fried you at my wedding, is a diehard LeBron fan, and he was telling me all that. year. <laughs> fried you at our pickup game on my wedding day i don't remember that no recollection uh he was telling me all year that avery bradley was playing well and then he opted out of the bubble uh they also like precious uh achiawu the guy they drafted i think out of memphis yeah apparently yeah, like people memphis. love that pick sure um, you can be tight no I, th- I think they will be sort of what they were pre-pandemic which is sort of middle of the pack you know tough nose. Um, but I don't see them getting back to the finals next year. Yeah, I neither, just don't see it. Neither do I. Uh, last one, I'm not tight. And this is like almost sympathetic for him, but just like strictly for the optics. I don't even blame him, but just strictly for the optics, John Wall requesting the trade. Uh, who, I'm so glad you brought him up because I was going to bring him up if you didn't. I know you He's hate you. He's so hate not John. tight. He's like, is he kidding me? He hasn't been tight. He. Hurts himself. What did he hurt himself in the shower? He yeah. Something well, first he ridiculous. like tore his knee. What was it? His knee and then or his Achilles and then he tore his knee. It was one of the other. And he and he is he's a mess. Is he kidding me? He's, he's like he is widely known as having the worst contract in in basketball. It's like give me a fucking break. And that interview he like had on ESPN where he was like playing cards or video games, like barely paying attention. He's just like he's just so whack and delusional, and he's like comes across as this sort of spoiled kid and I, I hate him, not tight, not tight, not tight, well, not tight. I almost don't blame him in the fact that he has carried this franchise for 10 years. He has been the Wizards forever. And, like, they were pretty good for a stretch. Like, he was carrying them to the playoffs. He was an all-NBA guy. Like, he's been awesome. They've really given him no talent to work. Who was his best teammate? Gortat? By the time Beal uh, turned into what he nope. is now, like... They've been really over the last two years once he went out. Like, Beal's been really good. But when they were both at the same level, like, Beal was, like, 22. So it's like... So let me tell you how I know John Wall will never be tight, never was tight. In the playoffs, this is like, three or four years ago against the Celtics. They were down three games to two in the series. And he hit a three to win the game. Great shot. Good for him. Um, the whole stadium was surprised. And he reacted like he was almost more surprised than the people in the stadium. You said this on... And he, hopped on the, <laughs> and he hopped on the scorer's table and was 
celebrating like he won the title when all he did was force a game seven that they then got smacked in. And that's when I officially put the nail in the John Wall coffin. He's, he's my least favorite NBA player. I hate him. Uh, well, I, I almost don't, I saw this whole Twitter rant about like everyone's dumping on him and actually like John Wall has done more than we give him credit for. And like, it's in bounds for him to ask for it. But he, you said it. He has the worst contract in the league. He sat out the last two years. And who are his only defenders? Diehard Wizard fans. And now he asked for a trade. And now they're all going to hate him. And like, even if asking for a trade was in bounds, which I almost think it was, barring the injury of him sitting out two years. Like, that's a bad look. But now he has like no one in his corner. Who's sticking up for John Wall outside of like people in his camp and like guys who went to Kentucky? Every like Wizards fans are going to hate him. So yeah, that's about is is Zach the original two idiots talking sports? Is he still on the John Wall train? He's been saying they should trade. Well, he just gave up and assumed they can't. He's now moved on to trading Beal. He's like they got to trade Beal. I saw a tweet from Andrew. I think Andrew Sharp, who is a big Wizards guy, right after. uh, not, oh, God, I just forgot. Who's the guy they just re-signed? Uh, Bertans. He's like, that deal's going to look great in three months when they decide to blow it up and they got him on the books for five years, <laughs> $80 million. A guy that only could shoot threes. It was going to be like 32. Yeah. So, yeah, trade him to the Celtics. We'll take it. Like, we'll immediately, take it. it's like, oh, they re-signed Bertans. And then the next day, it's like, John Wall wants out and maybe they should blow this up. It's like, oh, maybe they shouldn't have re-signed Bertans. So yeah, he'll be a he'll be a trade asset. He'll 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 go to the Celtics. My my brother wants Russell Westbrook. He's like, I would flip Wall for Westbrook because Westbrook is better. And then on top of that, he's like, or just completely blow it up. But I I don't. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not a Westbrook. I don't like the way he plays that much either. But I would do that in a heartbeat if I was the Wizards. I, I just think like, and and the big thing is, I don't think teammates like John Wall that much. Whereas Westbrook teammates love him. You know, like I remember going to Thunder games and being like, oh, he comes across as so selfish. What makes you think, I I agree with you about Westbrook. What makes you think teammates don't like Wall? Like, I don't know. There's always tension between him and Beal. Beal. There was like, you know, when he got hurt a couple years ago and they went on that little mini winning streak, you could tell the team was sort of like, you know, uh, whatever, rallying around that. Gortat would always just. Gortat and him didn't get along at that either. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair. Uh, it will, it will yeah. be interesting to see what happens. The over-unders, which we'll do maybe next week, we'll have to talk, but they have the Wizards low. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, John Wall's back, Beal. Like, let's run it back, see what this team has. Maybe they could compete for, like, a mid, you know, mid-seed. And their over-unders, like, 28 games or something. They're, like, projected to be one yeah, of the, like, six or seven. There. I mean, we'll do, we'll do an over-unders pod and guess who the playoff teams are, but... If, if I'm just doing a random sort of who are the top 8 to 10, they are not in it. So then just by well, sort of... Well, their over-under is like the sixth lowest o- under up, over in the league. It's like Vegas yeah. thinks they're going to be bad. And usually Vegas is right. So yeah, we'll no, see. Like maybe in the yeah. teams in the East, look, let's Celtics better, Nets better, Knicks maybe worse, Sixers better, Raptors better, Bulls probably better, maybe Cavaliers. Uh, no, I don't like the Bulls. New coach. Pacers better. Bucks yep. better. Heat yep. better. It's yep. like there's just too many teams that are better. The losses are gonna gonna rack up. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. The East is the bottom of the East is so bad, including the yeah, Knicks. So bad. So we'll we'll see. All right. Well, that's our 
tight or not tight NBA offseason review. Drew, what do you think? We did pretty good, I think. Alex, your wife is texting me. You have to go pick up your kid. Um, we love hoops, but come on, dog. No, literally, like, my, I lost track of time. I have to go pick up my kid. I just got yelled at by my wife. So <laughs> this has to end right now. But uh, Big Drew, it's been real. Let's do it again next week. Hopefully, yeah, and, can't wait, my dog. Dude, Love preseason never. Preseason starts like December 11th is like the first preseason game. Like teams are in training camp now. It's crazy. Like the I'm season ready. is starting. Let's it's go. Nuts. Let's right. go. So we'll be back next week. Look for us to do a start doing over unders, previews, stuff like that. Um, otherwise, thanks for listening to Teed Up with Coach G. I'm out. Drew, peace. All right, brother. Peace.